0: Lisa, AKA TI. And I'm Ritsby. We're girls and we nerd out. You can contact us at the nerd out. That's us on Twitter. We are on Facebook where we post uh, Facebooky things and photos <laughs> sometimes of ourselves as well as other fascinating tidbits. And you can also check out our website www.thenerdout.com. That is where we house our show notes and comments. And we have lots of cool links, we have photos, I don't know, cool shit. Yeah, just shit. Just good shit. shit. But it's good shit. It's shit, but it's good shit. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us. Um, The past little while, probably month or so, we've been trying to make a concerted effort to reach out and talk to some ladies who are doing super cool stuff in the nerd world, and who are also um, girls who nerd out. So this week, we actually were able to sit down and chat with Aileen Gaspar, who is super amazing. We had such a fun conversation with her, and I feel like we probably could have talked to her for about another hour.
1: Yeah, so we're hoping to have her on.
0: Yes, maybe on again for something else. Yeah. So here, without any ado, is our interview with her. Enjoy. All right, kitties, to continue
1: our Lady Fest of special guests... We have the wonderful, talented, nerds about so many things, Aileen Gaspar. Yay! Yay. Oh,
2: I clapped for myself. That's probably really jerky.
1: What'd you say? <laughs> I clapped for
2: myself. That was probably- no, no, that's perfect. Just- yes. Yeah, we
1: love that. <laughs> um, to give you just a little bit, a little taste, a smidgen of the many things she does, um, Aileen is co-host of toy break which if you're a toy aficionado and you've never seen this you're really not a toy aficionado that's what i got to <laughs> say and then she's also co-owner of october toys and co show organizer of DCon, which is designer con formerly known as the vinyl toy network
2: so it's mouthful
1: yeah it's a lot it's a lot i'm sweating my upper lip is sweating um <laughs> So, um, Aileen, why don't you break down and tell us, you know, a little bit of everything that you do. If you had to introduce yourself to someone and say, I do this and this, what what would it be?
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, so, first of all, thank you for that's probably the best introduction I've ever had in my life. <laughs> uh, let's see. I started Toy Break, uh, which is a video podcast, back in 2006. And I, I still call it a podcast, but I feel like it's kind of just grown into what we call an online show because oh, yeah. like, I don't know, like podcasts and internet has really taken over a lot of TV spots for people, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Uh, so we do that, that started as a monthly show and has turned into a weekly show because there's so much to talk about with toys. And I, I actually, I just, I have get overwhelmed trying to think about keeping up with all the news and releases that are coming out in the designer toy world and mass market and everything that, every small little toy that interests me. Um, And of course I do that with my husband, George. And we also have a YouTube channel, which we are doing more videos on. So that's pretty much what I focus my day on video, 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 toy, toy, toy. (laughs) And I'm also co-owner of October toys with my husband, George, and we make, uh, we do prototyping for other companies. And we also do our own lines. We started with Gwyn's, which are based on the Linux mascot tux, which were kind of like a, we were really inspired by keys back in the day, uh-huh. and they're sort of a platform toy. So we had three series of those, very excited about that, worked with a lot of awesome artists over the years. And we recently launched what I would definitely say is our most successful line of OMFG, which is outlandish minifigure guys, very much in the style of old muscle men and monster in my pocket, which is kind of a passion for both George and myself, which is, that's been an amazing project to work on, really involving a lot of the toy community uh, yeah. That's gathered over at the October Toys Forum. And then finally, like you said, I work on Con <laughs> with my friend Ben Gretzky. We are both the show coordinators. And that is where we have, uh, let's see, this year for 2012, we have 50,000 square feet at the Pastina Convention Center. Nice. And, yeah, it's it's grown, to, it literally grew out of a 1,000 square foot room. <laughs> wow. So we're 50 times bigger than we started. Wow. <laughs> And that's just a, an awesome one-day convention that we have every year for its its pop culture and toys and art and apparel and amazing artists like Ritzy over here. Oh, hello, thanks. <laughs> it's it's a really fun time. It's it's like a tiny miniature toy section of Comic Con, but without all the crowd.
1: <laughs> yeah, with all uh, without all the the studio bullshit and. And if you guys are in the LA Pasadena or close enough to drive on in SoCal. Yeah, SoCal, North Cal, whatever. You guys have to come to this cuz every year it gets better and better and it's you can bring the kids. You can go holiday shopping for amazing unique gifts. There's art everywhere. I mean, it's good times. Ti last year was their first time
0: going. It was And you loved it. Yeah, I had a blast. I don't know a ton about the sort of toy and collectible world, but I love pop culture and nerdy things and exploring, and it was totally, uh, no, not eye-opening, mind-opening. Can that be an expression? Oh, yes. (gasps) I love that. Yeah, so it was so cool, like, learning about new things and just seeing the coolest stuff, including the one thing That was easily my favorite thing. And I must have stared at it for a half an hour. And those were the gigantic Lego pieces.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, my friend Brandon Griffith. Uh, He runs a booth called Studs and he curates a Lego art show of original creations by different Lego artists. And I mean, uh, yeah. and
0: for people who are listening to this who maybe are not familiar with the kind of Lego art pieces that I'm talking about or we're talking about, we're talking gigantic <laughs> pieces that are exact replicas of like scenes from Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Like yes, that was, that was Brandon's 7-foot tower of Orthanc. Oh, it was <laughs> And the tiny little Saruman, you could see him, angry. <laughs> it was, I mean, the whole thing, I just sat there and I was like, I mean, you'll just have to excuse me, I don't know you that well, but I did sort of like the female version of just like beating off and staring at him. <laughs> oh, the intellectual amazing. version of that. <laughs> Drooling. So amazing. It's like wor- nerdy worlds colliding. It's like nerdy worlds colliding, Yeah. It's kind
1: of like a, I was going to get real dirty. I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. Um, (laughs) Oh, please. Come on. I was going to say it was kind of like a bukkake. (laughs) Yes. It was like a. A nerddom. I mean, it was like
0: Lord of the Rings with Legos. and It was like nerdgasm (laughs) bukkake. Title of the new episode. There it is. There it is. With special guys, Aileen. Yeah. Sorry, Aileen. Oh, no. I like it. (laughs) So what what are some things that we can look forward to yeah. at this year's Decon?
2: Oh my gosh, we have so many exciting things. One of the biggest things that's happening is the Suck con. Uh So you may remember, you guys were there last year. There was the Suckathon going yeah. on, where the Super Suck Lord himself was hosting a live show online and had guests on all day and was selling his crap and headshots and hawking his bullshit and all that stuff. <laughs> And this year, it's going to be—he's going to be doing that again, but it's going to be like times ten. There's going to be a carnival game where you can win a talking sucklord plush. All this is brought to you by Sucklord and DKE Toys. Nice.
1: Yeah, we just had uh, Sarah Jo on, so
2: uh, this is awesome because we're
1: getting additional information Mm -hmm. that we didn't get because I had no idea you could win a talking a talking sucklord plush doll.
2: Yeah, it's going to be crazy. (sighs)
1: That's, that's a good one. That'd be amazing.
2: <laughs> so practice your carnival game skills. I'm, I'm not sure which carnival game it is, but I would assume it's tossing something in into something. some horrible, something orphan.
1: inappropriate I- to something inappropriate.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can only guess what it's going to be. I'm excited though. Yeah. And of course there's a uh, the Lord art shows going on. The super suck up nice. is happening during that and the suck retrospective. There's going to be like a whole suck section that Great. he's just overtaking, which is pretty amazing. And aside from that, there's going to be uh, some new media types nice. coming to the show, which is a little bit of a new section that we haven't really explored before. Uh, my friends Tom and Veronica are coming down for Sword and Laser. And Roger Chang is coming down. I think he's representing Techzilla or io9. I'm not sure which show he's representing yet. Nice. And there's there's just going to be so many amazing artists, um, so many amazing pieces of art and toys coming out at the show i'm just i'm really excited about it yeah like now
1: all the if you're on social media especially twitter everyone and their mother's kind of giving like teasers or breaking it down of what's coming out for decon a lot of people come in from um you know out of out of town and from other countries and stuff to this it's it's gonna be fantastic and i was wondering do you guys have any plans to to make it Multiple days, maybe two or three
0: days.
2: Uh, I was actually going to say, if you want a little piece of breaking news, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Woo, 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 woo. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, we actually, next year, 2013, 99% sure that that will be a two-day show.
1: Awesome. Bravo, bravo. Well
2: done.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much. That's going to be great. You heard it here first, kids. Exactly. If you hear yeah, this, I don't know when it's coming out, but you heard it here. To hear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering if um, I never got the real, uh, the real scoop of how it evolved from the Vinyl Toy Network into the calling it Designer Con.
2: Well, Vinyl Toy Network started with uh, Bangoretsky. Did you remember Keology back in the day? Did you ever go to that show?
1: No. Mm-mm.
2: Okay, so at the same place that the, we're at, the Pasadena Convention Center. The same style as the Vinyl Toy Network was another show called Keyology, which was all based around Toy Tour's key. Oh. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. And I mean, I'm talking back in the day. <laughs> it was uh, Tower Records. Oh, to back show. in the day. <laughs> yeah, so it was a while ago. And then when the, the woman who was running that stopped running that show, we're not really 100% sure what happened with that, but she stopped. And we were all kind of missing it. So Ben Gretzky and he had a, a different partner at the time. He took over and started Vinyl Toy Network. And it kind of grew out of the one room thing. And I'm proud to say I was a George and I were exhibitors at the first one. Nice. It was a Christmas themed one. We brought candy canes. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> And it was seriously, it was like 20 of us in this little room hawking our vinyl toys and a bunch of people coming in. We're like, is anybody coming to this thing? <laughs> it's crazy. So over the years that got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And then Ben's partner, who we were also friends with, uh, he ended up leaving the state and he had to, you know, quit, quit doing the show for logistic reasons and business reasons and all that. And I was pretty heavily involved with, cause we would broadcast live from the show and Ben was onto my break a lot and Ben's one of my best friends. So I was like, you know, I can help out with some publicity stuff. I can do this. And then me offering to help out kind of turned into me becoming a partner, <laughs> so then we kind of when he when the other partner left we decided to rename it because the term vinyl toy network just really limited it for a lot of people even yeah. though we were welcoming to whoever wanted to come people were like oh i don't sell vinyl toys i can't go to that yeah we're like or no you don't need it it's, just, it's, it's designer toys confused. and we're like we need to re- rename this thing yeah and then and that's, that's that how be Designer Did you toy? make
1: it DesignerCon?
2: Did Ben make it? I mean, who came up uh, with Ben actually came up with the name DesignerCon. Nice. I like
1: Where? it because it, it does encompass everything. It doesn't, like yeah. you said, it doesn't limit. And, and, it, and it shows when you actually, when you know, if you guys haven't been, you guys go, you'll see that there's a wide variety of things that people are, that's handmade or not, but I mean, you get from, like, little figurines to T-shirts to designer toys to also um, uh, this one dude. I don't know if he was there last year because I didn't have... We had a booth last year, so I didn't have time to really walk around and see everything. But the year before that, I scored. uh, He buys stuff from Japan and brings it to the States. So for my... Friend who has everything Twilight that she buys. <laughs> our friend, hello, Dalen, that buys everything and you know from anywhere. I was able to give her a gift that she didn't have, and it was the in Japan for the movies. They do like those eight by ten little four page oh yeah pamphlets for movies. Mm-hmm. So he had those like you know crazy things like that you would never expect. So I got a book I think- and a poster from last year. Mm-hmm. See what
2: All kind of kind poster?
0: Of shit. What's that? What kind of poster? Um, this is so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> no, you don't have to say if you don't want. <laughs> uh, it was actually a gift for a friend of mine. It was sure. like an inside joke. <laughs> sure. Some guy was doing like kind of bizarre portraits of famous people's mug shots. Maybe. Nice. And so I got one of Mel Gibson for my friend, and kind of a long story, but yeah. <laughs>
2: She's not embarrassing. That's funny. Does he or <laughs>
0: she love it? Uh, Yes. See? Yeah, she, she thought, thought it yes. was very funny. See?
1: Perfect. Unique gifts. Very unique gifts. For yourself and for loved ones.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, also for yourself. Mostly yeah, mostly, for mostly, for sure. <laughs> we support that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you totally hit on something there, though, Ritzy, with the whole, like, when you're at a con. It's funny because we all grew out of being people that went to these cons, Comic-Con and you know WonderCon, whatever con... We used to go to as attendees, and then now we've all become exhibitors and it's so it's such a weird thing because we don't have time to go look around the cons that we love and that inspired us, yeah, to become who we are, and it's kind of frustrating,
1: yeah, so yeah, if I go this year, if I'm able to make it this year, you know, with the little things happening here and there, um, <laughs> little things <laughs> <laughs> quote unquote little things, um then you know this year I'll be able to check out everything and and I know that it's, um, is this bigger, it's in the same hall as last year or the it, bigger hall?
2: It's in the same hall, but we took over the hall next to it. So it's the same one times two. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's
1: going to be great. It's going to be great kids. Uh, and it goes by so fast. Like you can be in there for hours and it feels like you were there for 30 minutes or something like that. Cause true. it's
0: just, it's like a time warp.
1: Yeah. It, it's great. I mean, so I'm super excited about this year. Um, super excited to see what. Suck Lord does, you know. I was on the suckathon a little bit. I think we got kicked off, maybe not. Actually, but...
2: actually, you were on twice. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he was also nice enough to, and I, we thanked him a bunch of times. That's but right. just you know, to help us raise money for what we were doing in um, Southeast Asia. So huge shout outs, hey. love Suck Lord uh, tremendously. But um, Aileen, I wanted to ask you as you've been in the scene, you and George and Ben are. Been in the scene, you know, are a huge part of the scene. Going to cons and especially Comic Con, um, I wanted to find out your your opinion on how much Comic Con has changed throughout the years for you guys and as a as a fan uh, in general, and how this year has was different, if any, from last year.
2: Oh my gosh, Comic Con's gotten. Crazy huge, and I, like everybody else has said, I'm sure. When I said st- okay, I started going in 2002, and I'm sure it was too corporate for people back then, but I thought it was wonderful. There were the strange thing is, there weren't really that many girls going to Comic Con still in 2002, so it was kind of like, oh my gosh, there's a girl about doing something here, and you're like, hey, what's up? And uh, I actually, my first Comic Con, I'll tell this really quick, but it was so funny. We went, I was really into Wiz Kids games. I was really into Mage Knight and, like, Heroclix and Mech Warrior, And to be a battlemaster for MechWarrior, uh, you needed to get trained. Like, you needed to have somebody one-on-one train you. And the oh. closest place was Comic-Con. So I went down for the first time and had my training on Friday. And the guys at the WizKids booth were like, hey, if you want to come back and volunteer, we'll give you a badge. And I was like, you're going to let me in for free? <laughs> Are you serious? And I drove back and forth from Corona Every day, so from Riverside Holy County to shit. San Diego, yeah, I was so I was just so excited. I was like, I can be at Comic Con for free, and <laughs> I'm working. It's amazing. I get a free shirt. <laughs> so funny to look back. Anyway, um, so over the years, it just like it gets a little bit crazier with the people coming in, and it gets crazier with the entertainment booths that are coming in because back then there wasn't like the big sci-fi booth or Warner Brothers booths or. I don't even remember there being like Disney and uh, what else? There's another big one right in the middle. There's like AMC, Walking Dead, huge booth now. And just everything that's overtaking. There weren't those two-story things. Oh, yeah. Like 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 the G4, two-story deal. So, yeah, every year it's just, it kind of creeps up and creeps up. And then it gets harder and harder to walk. And this year was really strange. And I can't really put my finger on what it was. But I don't know if it was too many people. It was just nobody had a great time that I talked to. You know, everybody had a good time seeing people. And that was the other thing is everybody was there to see people, people, see their friends, hang out, which is great. And, I mean, that's what I like doing there, too. But it was hard to shop because there's so many people milling about and trying to get an autograph from their favorite celebrity. And that's cool. But maybe we need to, like, move the autographs to a separate area of the building and then leave the shopping for the exhibitors?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I always talk and I you know, talking to people about this year since I wasn't able to make it due to uh the big stone in. Um <laughs> you know, everyone definitely felt the same way. Like they maybe couldn't put their finger on it, but everyone had a great time seeing everybody, but also they a lot of people said that a lot they had more business during preview night and then the rest of the week or you know was more like lull the sales weren't there and i always say especially i think not this year but last year maybe the year before that that's i think that's when they started doing because those big studios were right by you know like the the designer you know toy section and stuff that's when they started doing that fucked up with one way traffic thing
2: oh don't get me started our booth's right on the corner of that yeah right so everyone would oh.
1: everyone in those Couple, like three to four aisles would get fucked because it would be all the people going to the big studio stuff for signings and then the security would be like, oh, you can only walk this way, this way, this way. Right. So it was like funneling a bunch yeah. of people, a herd of people through. <laughs> um, who probably didn't care a whole lot, maybe. Yeah, and then you, you know, to get to your, like, say if I want to go October Making toys hard for the and stuff, I couldn't did. really maneuver because I couldn't go down that way and it's just like... Ugh. So I think that is a great idea if if they move that shit to another section towards the end or put it all in the middle or do something.
2: Yeah, I don't know. They got they have to figure something out for for they just they've reached their maximum capacity. And they also, you know what, it might have been one of the things that affected the weird vibe this year was they had a new security company oh working the show floor for, you know, directing lines and taking care of exhibitors, everything that the security does, and don't get me wrong; they were good at at the security part, but maybe they still need to learn some of the like people directing and. Yeah.
0: But when they organizing. started wailing on nerds, then enough <laughs> was enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it's crazy.
2: It's, a, it's a strange thing, Comic Con. It's a strange beast, and I hope that they come up with a more streamlined way to deal with the massive entity that they've become.
0: Well, and it's cool that you're probably able to take a lot of stuff that you learn positive and negative from that experience and apply it towards decon making that, you know, kind of the best possible thing it can be.
2: Yes. I, I, we really tried to do that. Like having enough room for people to come in and like, like there was actually one year uh, a couple years ago, this was awful. It was raining. People were lining up before the show. And I felt we, we were told that they could go from the the convention center that they could go under the awning across the way Uh and they didn't move the line. And, like, nobody would move out of line because they'd, like, lose their place. So we scrambled. And luckily, I had left enough room at the front of the convention center for people to line up. And I was like, get these people in here now. Like, I don't care what you have. Just block it off and get the people in here because it is pouring. See,
1: that's nice. Caring is sharing. Oh. I was going to say things. caring and sharing.
2: <laughs> oh, we try to care. We don't share very well, but we try to care. But care,
1: yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's a gesture. It's a gesture. Um... Yeah, that's awesome. I think I think another reason why people love D, D-Con so much is because of how fucked up and crazy uh, Comic-Con has gotten. And mm-hmm. then I know a lot of people, like, I was planning on going, but I wasn't going to do the usual Wednesday through Sunday anymore. And I think that was the consensus all the way around from a lot of friends, either that they, even if they lived here in L.A. or in San Diego or, you know, we're coming in from out of town. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just gonna go for a day. I'm just gonna go for two days. Because it's, it's exhausting. And I always get fucking Comic Con SARS. Oh, oh, yes. Right? Like, no matter what, I was last year, I went, took my B12s, my emergencies, <laughs> even one night, like, I didn't, I everyone else stayed out later. I came back to the room a little bit early for me, you know, didn't do it too big. Didn't matter, fucking Comic Con SARS.
2: You're so responsible. <laughs> I try to be. I try to be. No, you up. can't escape it though. It's in the hall with the other 100,000 people that are coughing on you.
1: Yeah, and then I make it worse because I do the Latino, you know, greet with some people where I kiss them on the cheek and so that's like extra oh, you're contact. You're spreading it. Yeah, yeah like hugging, so you see? this year I was like I'm not going to do all that shit. Not even a handshake, <laughs> like a pound,
2: an elbow, <laughs> boop.
1: You've got, like, a hazmat
2: suit on. Yeah. Oh, that could be a great costume.
1: That could be. Not only it it could be, uh, yeah, a great costume, but it also protects you.
0: That might be the, and, like, next year. It's the hazmat cosplay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's start a trend.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much, Aileen. We totally appreciate it. We learned so much. We definitely want to have you back on if you'll, you know, be our guest again to talk about other things that you nerd out about because you nerd out about so many things,
0: especially Absolutely. Legos. Absolutely. I would love
2: to be back on. I love you guys.
1: and Yeah, especially Legos because I think that's a whole segment
2: on its own, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that sometime.
1: Yeah, because you love Legos. You always talk about Legos. You go to Lego convention or whatever the thing I is you do.
2: I do. Lo- BrickCon's coming up here in a couple weeks. See? BrickCon.
1: <laughs> BrickCon. We'll have a link to that. when That happens in October, too?
2: Yes, October 3rd and 4th, I think it is. Wow. Brick right. con.
1: See? <laughs> Learn something every day, kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so much yeah. to nerd out about. Well, thank you so much, Aileen. And um, we'll definitely have you on again real soon. Thanks for being an awesome nerdy lady that we can count uh, on. Thank
2: you. You guys are the best. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Talk
1: to you later. Bye.
0: That was awesome. I really liked her.
1: She's great. She's great. She's a veteran. She's a pro, so.
0: I know. She's kind of better than us.
1: Yeah, so we aspire <laughs> to get to that we, level. Yeah, we aspire. She's been doing it,
0: oh, just since 2006. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No big whoop. Yeah, once a week. <laughs> once a month. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Aileen, for talking
1: to us. We yeah, appreciate it. Good shit. Well, definitely going like, to, we we are going to have her on because we need to do this
0: Lego shit. We totally need to revisit Legos.
1: Yeah, so that's going to be a good one. Cool. So, uh, events and things, I just want to say that for those that understand the the love for Sons of Anarchy, it's like a male uh, novella, kind of sort of <laughs> male opera. So but it's so fucking good I can't stop watching it. Um, I just had a realization a little bit ago how much I love Tommy Flanagan, who plays Flip, in the series. And if you a lot of you guys will remember Tommy Flanagan because he was in, what was that
0: movie? Gladiator. Gladiator. He was also in Braveheart.
1: Yes. And he's Scottish. And he has a scar that you're like, oh, that's for the movie. No, it's really a scar on his face. And he just like, he's very attractive. And I thought I'd let you guys know because I nerd out about him. And um, I like his scar on his face.
0: Well, when you mentioned him, I was like, who the hell is this guy? But when you see him, When I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. He's
1: one of those character actors that you, you know, you don't know his name, but uh-huh. you know his face. Uh-huh. He's always good in whatever he does, but he's always like a side, in you know, a supporting, was, supporting, supporting
2: role.
0: Yeah. He was Maximus's right-hand yes. valet guy. Yes. Who um, ended up getting hanged for his troubles mm-hmm. by the Romans.
1: Yes. Such a great movie. Oh, it's one of my favorite, all-time favorite movies. Yeah. So he's in it. And so, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, kind of, kind of Put
0: it out into the universe. Yeah, put
1: it out there. That like know, we think he's hot. He's hot. And um, he's on Sons of Anarchy, which has, you know, a lot of other hot dudes. And uh,
0: Is he is he a big player on Sons of Anarchy? Um, He's a supporting
1: role, again, you okay. know? But he's, he's kind of, he, he seems like he kind of always plays that kind of quiet but deadly, like... Has med skills, has your back. Super competent. Super loyal. Yeah. He plays that same type of role on Sons of Anarchy. Like, you need him to do something, he'll do it. There are worse things to be
0: typecast as. Yeah, he's great. And I would be, like, the boozy, troublemaking floozy. <laughs> the whore. The whore. <laughs> Hello,
1: whores! <laughs> um, yeah, but he's great in it. Um and I can't get enough of him. And his haircut is kind of like a younger haircut, but it fits him. He just looks he good. Is it just like Justin good. Bieber? No, 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 no. It's like the longer <laughs> thing. He's great. So, yeah, anyways. Sons of Anarchy is going strong. Still love it. Um, they could show more ass. That would be great. They show ass? They do. Maybe I'm going to start watching this. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what you thought. The first season, I couldn't bear it. I couldn't even do oh, it. Oh, Really? Like, it was just too cheesy for me. Um, But it got better. It got better, and then it still was kind of cheesy. The acting got a
0: little bit better. The plot lines were still kind of like, come on now, really? You know? It's it's definitely on my to-do list. It's good, though. But it's... And now, apparently, so is Philip. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um...
1: So moving on, I wanted to talk. I think we talked about it in a ep- earlier episodes when we first started. Um, Vanner Watches. I think I talked about how they were going to come out with um, a Walking Dead watch. So Vanna Watches is uh, they create limited edition watches, kind of like swatches. Swatches, definitely like the same kind of material, the same type of vibe, but they're limited edition. It's usually more artists like Luke Chu or Chris Reiniac or, you know, well-known artists in the kind of like so-called lowbrow world, kind of in that vein. But he also, you know, he got this last year. He got the the license to do the, the Walking Dead ones. And they're all limited editions, either like five hundred, an edition of 500 or an edition of 600. And they're only like 75, 80 maybe. Mm-hmm. and they're really awesome we'll have a link to that um and so i just wanted to bring that up because i think a lot of people nerd out about a lot of different things some people if you nerd about watches this might be something you're into or you nerd about or nerd out about like one of your favorite artists or the walking dead say like you're a huge walking dead fan this is another thing you could add yeah. to your collection
0: that's I limited was, edition and i was checking them out they're pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and then he also, like, right now... Like really, really
0: pretty cool. <laughs>
1: which should be out now, or almost coming out, is he's doing one for the Descendants.
0: Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. he's venturing
1: into a lot of different things, and I think it'd be a great gift for someone because of the price point, or a gift for yourself. mm
0: mm-hmm. so. I was going to say, I better love you a lot to give you a <laughs> $75 watch.
1: So Venom Watches, we'll have a link to that. Shout out to Dave who runs that shit and makes it happen. Um, good guy. What time company. is it, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> How do you like
0: that? It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> God, that's old.
1: <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, one thing that I've been up to is uh, getting <laughs> some training. Uh-huh. And I can definitely say now that I could save your life. Uh-huh. In what way? Um, say you're choking. Okay. Or say you're having a heart attack, or a, not a stroke, because I'm not supposed to do anything for you. But if, say, you're an adult, you're a child, or you're an infant, I got my card. Really? I know how to save your life. I'm trained in first aid, CPR, and the AED, the automatic blah, 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 defibrillator. What did, What? do what you, oh, those are the paddles? Yeah, the clear, ugh. So they have them everywhere now. I didn't know this. I don't know if you guys knew this. In the airports, they have them like every certain amount I've seen of them yards. In the yeah, which I never noticed before. So now I'm gonna be look. So I know how to do those now. Is that hard? No, it's super easy because it has instructions on there, and then the machine tells you kind of what to do. But you kind of have to know some basics in case like it's a small child and they only have certain. There's two different pads: some for adults, some for infants, and stuff like that. Um, but that's better to have around than if someone tries to do CPR. It's like some crazy percentage of like. If you're in trouble and someone does CPR on you, you have smaller chance of surviving. But if there's one of those defibrillators around, I can, you know, save your life. But it was very interesting. I've never done CPR training. A lot of my friends have because they're at lifeguards or something like that. Mm-hmm. But shit's changed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't got to I don't gotta do the mouth-to-mouth shit. Yeah, I heard that that had changed. That totally Every, changed. Not
0: only does Ritzy not have to do it, you nobody out there needs to do it. Yeah, you
1: don't have to do it. It's like a there's all these legalities that happen and stuff, too, and then, like, you don't want to catch anything that they might catch. Like, if it's your friend, like, if you're my friend, my homie, and I really, I don't have my little mouthpiece thing that they gave me that I keep in my bag everywhere I go. I would go. totally do that. You know, for you, T.I., if you're on the ground. Dying. And you're dying. hmm I'm going to go on a limb, out on a limb and say that I would put my mouth to your mouth. Okay. Just know Thank that. You. That's how I feel about. Thank you. you. Okay, I feel okay. the same way. I will do it. Um, but some of you out there, <laughs> not I'm so just much. gonna pump. They say, you know, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't want to do, it, you don't know them that well. You just pump it until until the paramedics come. I'm just be like, sorry, dude, I'm gonna pump it right here. We're not touching,
0: <laughs> but I'm gonna try and I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna pump. So are you just supposed to keep going and going and going even if they don't do anything? Does it just keep the heart moving? Yeah, like you want to keep
1: oxygen to the brain. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing, is you want to keep oxygen to the brain. And, yeah, if, if you're not doing the mouth-to-mouth, it's mouth-to-mouth. And the pumps to the to the blows in the mouth is 30 pumps to two breaths. So, and what's funny is we have this awesome trainer who actually comes to your house. So, I don't have to be in a class, right, with other people. Next
0: dinner party I have, maybe uh, I should have that.
1: It, it was really great. She was... She was young, maybe our age or younger. I don't know. She was great. And um, we had, like, the the full adult dummy oh, yeah. to practice creepy. on. Mm-hmm. And then we had the little baby dummy, which was really creepy to, mm-hmm. to practice on. No infant one. We just did the infant one on the adult one. But um, she's like, you know, it's not like one, one thousand. It's like not like that. She, her way of teaching us the rhythm uh-huh. was it's kind of like the Bee Gees staying alive.
0: What? And it totally, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh.
1: uh, uh, uh. uh. And it, that's how I remember And I will never forget that now Uh huh That's the beat So we were practicing So you practiced I was like Hey Huh Huh <laughs> Like we were doing it It was awesome Um But yeah And then they show you how to do The Heimlich On someone that's obese Someone that's In a wheelchair I mean I'm ready for you kids And we're gonna do Uh Miosita and I Are gonna do a little recap Every month So that
0: we're Up on our shit That is really cute It is cute And you know I'm glad that you take it seriously. I do. Especially the choking part. I have a weird thing about choking. I choked once in a restaurant. Ooh. Who saved you? Me. I, uh... You, ble- you Yeah.
1: Fell on something on
0: purpose to yeah. make you... Uh-huh. Oh, smart. See? Um, and that most... Like, that mostly did it. My friend just started, like, beating the crap out of my back. <laughs> I don't know if that really helped. It was really... I... And for some reason, it was like panic took over in my mind. Oh, yeah. I bet. I ran outside of the restaurant... Because I remember there was a railing outside, see That's it was good. terrifying. It was That's the most terrible. terrifying like probably it was probably only like twenty or thirty probably twenty seconds felt like felt forever. five minutes yeah,
1: I've never choked, but there's um times where i've w- woken up in the middle of the night where I couldn't breathe. Oh,
0: do you have what's it called um people who snore have it. Sleep apnea. Yes. No, I don't. Oh, but it just... I, I just... Out of nowhere,
1: like, I'll wake up and I'll be... And I can't breathe. Like, I'll try to swallow and I can't breathe. And it's happened to me maybe, I don't know, handful of times out of my life. And it's the worst feeling that in the whole wide world. That
0: happens to me. I always figured it was just sleep apnea for myself. Oh my God. We're old and we're... we're <laughs> like... it
1: when I, it's <laughs> been happening since I've been young. Like, since I've been a kid. Every once in a while, it'll happen. And I'll be like, what the fuck? And I'll think that I
0: had allergic reaction to something, but I didn't eat anything different, but. Yeah, it's terrifying clawing your way back into consciousness when that happens. Yeah. it just. Whee, whee,
1: whee. And then you're so exhausted and drained when you finally are able to catch a breath. Cause you're like.
0: <gasps> yeah. like,
1: holy fucking shit. So, yeah. Pl- and I grew up with asthma and pneumonia where I had as a kid, like super sick out half of a year. Super sick kid. Whoa. I was super nerdy sick, like that super nerdy sick uh-huh. kind of kid. Um, Elementary, and then I got all crazy. But um, I'd have I'd have um, pneumonia and shit all the time. Where to sleep? I'd have to sleep sitting up, and I could barely breathe. Even then, I- I'd have to sleep sitting up with as many pillows as possible, and I this is how I'd breathe.
0: <laughs> oh my god, how scary!
1: Yeah, and so. That's probably we talked about. This, I think leisure suit and I talked about this or something. That's one of the reasons why I'm not the strongest swimmer. I don't like the feeling of my chest being compressed, you know. And when I see someone on the movies or TV and they're gasping for air, like that one commercial for a pizza and the horse is running, he's like, <laughs> I, it makes it, it makes me panic. You <laughs> it out. stresses me. I'm like, oh my god, I know that feeling. <laughs> so, anyways, um, pro- maybe because I've been a sick kid. And stuff like that. It feels good that I can save yeah. your life. Yeah. Maybe. If I feel like it. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool. So and I got a card and everything. Oh, that's hot. Keep that in your wallet. Yeah. I'm going to post me a post picture, show you the card. But yeah. So there it is, kids. Nerding cool. out about, about uh, medical
0: shit. <laughs> yeah. Life saving procedures. Being competent is always hot.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. It is. So if you got a card,
0: Tweet us. (laughs) Show me your card. Send us a picture. Yeah. Uh, We'll show cards together. (laughs) So another thing uh, I want us to be sure to talk about is the upcoming Guillermo del Toro movie. Yes. um, It's called Mama, but it's based off of
1: the Spanish version um, short by the same director called Mama. And... It's pretty fucking scary either way you go. We'll have a link to the original short um, and a link to the new trailer that just came out. And I think it's appropriate that we talk about it because the actor, who I can't pronounce his name, that plays Jamie Lannister. Nikolai
0: something, yeah, something really something, Hungarian.
1: He's part of it. And then Jessica Chastain, Chastain mm-hmm. who looks crazy different in this movie.
0: She looks different in a lot of her movies. If you don't know who she is, she's the one, the redhead, right, in in The Help. Yeah, she's been in, like, she's in Tree of Life. She's been in a lot of movies, like, the past year and a half.
1: And she got an Academy Award nomination for The Help, I think, right? Or no? She might have. I don't remember. But, yeah, she's, she's just, is she, I think she had Natural Ginger or what? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think she's a natural. I think she's one, a natural ginge. Ginger. I didn't even know that was her until I read the stuff about it because her hair is short and black and she looks completely different, which is a sign of a great, you know,
0: actor.
1: Um, But the movie is uh, presented by Guillermo. He's one of the producers and we love him and everything that he does.
0: Love Hans Labyrinth so So much. much.
1: Love the things that he did with Hellboy. And so I don't know. You know, the trailer's pretty scary. We'll see how it goes. Do you see scary movies? Uh. I usually don't. They're usually too cheesy, scary. Um, I don't like the gory, the yeah, gory like
0: torture porn and, and all the hostels.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I've seen one or two in the the other ones. I don't really like. I don't enjoy those. Those are scary to me. They're just kind of
0: gory, gross, gross, scary. Yeah, like I like the cerebral. What about like Paranormal Activity? I haven't seen that
1: and. That I didn't see on purpose because, you know, miocito tours a lot. And I was like, I don't want to freak myself <laughs> the fuck out. Usually wherever I live, like, I have a I sense that there's, you know, it's an old building. I sense that there's history and people uh-huh. are still here. Uh-huh. But we're in this new place. I don't feel nobody. And I'd rather keep it like that. <laughs> totally. So I was like, even if I watch it during the day, I'll remember that shit at night when yeah. I'm by myself. And I'm not trying to scare myself.
0: Yeah. But if I hear good things about this one, I might see it. Yeah, I mean, I I have a difficult time seeing the truly scary movies. Like, I I just, not so long ago, saw The Host, the Korean horror movie. Uh It was like a monster movie. Like, something like that, okay. But, like, the really scary stuff? mm, Like, based on true story? and I don't know. (laughs) Do not know. Yeah. And zombie stuff I have to be, to exercise uh, discretion with.
1: Yeah, definitely. For some reason, I get really stressed out when I watch Walking Dead, but it doesn't scare me. Other times of the day, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Actually, I get really wound up, intense when I'm watching yeah, it. Yeah. But it's not like uh, I turn the light off and then I'm like blink, blink, like laying in bed at night.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's weird how I wonder why that is. Um, but yeah, we'll have links to that shit.
0: Yeah, for sure. So
1: let's talk about um. One of our favorite shows, No Reservations, with our man Anthony Bourdain.
0: Yeah, I am excited and sad that we are, gosh, what, probably a third, a third of the way, quarter of the way, maybe through. More no. Maybe a quarter of the way through the new, the final season. Um, there's probably been I don't know. There's been a few episodes for sure, and um. I love Anthony Bourdain. We have often professed our love for Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Yes. And uh, this is his last year with no reservations before he goes off to CNN Mm -hmm. to do a as yet unidentified Mm -hmm. but probably similar kind of program. And I read a really interesting article with him. And one of the things he said that attracted him to the CNN thing is that working with Sienna and opens him up to go to countries that he could Never not access. To. Yeah. yeah. So like Libya was one that he said he really wanted to go check out. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's really something to be said for his approach, which is very much like, I don't necessarily agree with these people or whatever, but when you sit down and you have a meal with somebody, like you begin to understand them in a, like as people a little bit, not necessarily. They're not like, Oh, they're grievances. I get it. But just like, this is what their culture is, and, and you begin and you have a very special bonding moment with people. So I think that could be really interesting and, and well-suited for him.
1: Definitely. I think, because he already does that shit now, especially when he does, uh, maybe a couple years he did where uh, viewers could send in and be like, come to my country and I'll show you. And then he went to, where did he go to? I was in Middle Eastern country with that young
0: female uh, filmmaker. Lebanon?
1: Was it Lebanon?
0: I know he, I'm pretty sure he went to Lebanon, like probably season seven.
1: Yeah, and then like you know, he 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 likes to go to different places, and I like how he said he doesn't he doesn't want to go to Burma because of what they're doing. Right. Um. He takes stands and stuff like that, and I think there is a lot to be said, a lot to learn from, even not even breaking bread with someone, but understanding their food and their food history because you mm-hmm. do get a lot of, you know, the influences of the food. Our influence because those people were in that country, mm-hmm. contributed to that country, built that country, or whatever. And I think that's definitely fascinating. I love his approach. I love how honest he is with everything. You know How's, what I mean? How's he
0: not gonna do the swears? <laughs> He's got a he, dirty mouth. He does, but they they bleep it out on, on yeah. the Travel Channel. I wonder if they bleep it out. I mean, obviously they would if it, if he said it. They would bleep it out on CNN. But I wonder if he gets the grammar police. Oh yeah, conversation. That's true.
1: We'll see. What do you know? I uh, forget the when that's gonna start.
0: No, I think it's sometime in 2013. But beyond that, I can't help you out.
1: He's great, and we talked about we've talked about him many times, and we've also talked about um, one of my favorite gems of a ginger, who's on my man's my man's board on pen, Pinterest, <laughs> um, who you got to see live unexpectedly at the celebrity celebrity game, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Josh. Homie, uh-huh. um, uh huh. The, the episode this season—I don't know if you guys catched it. It was called "Sex, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they're both in it together, and
0: uh, it's great. <laughs> You're like, I'll be in my room.
1: I was like, oh, hello, it's crazy. <laughs> it's two people I really, really love. Yeah.
0: bonding and drinking and making music for the show and i was like yeah, that's great i have it <laughs> um saved on my dvr so that i can go back and watch it again before i delete it because i was like here are two awesome people being awesome together together and you just like you totally want to like grab i'll grab my keys and meet you guys now. where are you
1: yeah definitely it, it's always great to see two people that you like and admire, we, you don't know them, but you kind of get a sense of their steez, mm-hmm. and you see, and you're like, totally, they totally go together. They would mm-hmm. totally hang out. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever made that happen, genius. Well, maybe one reached out to the other, the first, remember they did like a holiday episode? I was going to say, they did, did something the together
0: Age. before, and I, he's a big music person, so I wonder yeah. if he maybe was like, oh, I'm a big Queens of Stone Age fan, and they found out, and. That's great. I love when that shit happens. Yeah. Like, they're meant to go together. Totally. Chocolate and peanut butter. I was going to say,
1: like, peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking on some more TV, I don't think you watch Parenthood. I don't. I don't know what it is about this fucking show. I love this shit. People love it. They tell me to watch it. It's really, really good. And I, it's like, it kind of boggles my mind. It's kind of like, I have no idea why or what my root is on why I like period pieces so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a girl, two eggs, that grew up two eggs away from the border on fucking mm-hmm. welfare. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, what do I have to relate right. to these people and these period pieces? Right. I will fucking love it for days. If mm-hmm. there's a period piece, if Homegirl's gonna come out it, because she always comes out in period pieces, what's her name? Kira Knightley. Yeah, she's always a fucking period <laughs> piece. I was like, yes, I will see that shit. <laughs> Even if it's shitty, I will see it. Oh, she. Oh, she's gonna talk in her regular right. accent. It's gonna be a period piece. She's gonna wear a fucking booty thing. I'm watching it. You're shit. like,
0: is James McAvoy and Colin Firth in it? Oh yeah, my I'll god!
1: Anything with James McAvoy, I'm gonna see. We're due for something with him because I need some James I know. McAvoy. It's been a while. James. It's been a while. Come on. Um, so this is the same thing with Parenthood. There's this like, you know, white suburban <laughs> family that lives up in the bay. That, you know, some of the people irritate the shit out of me and I can't stop watching it and I love it. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes really? I laugh. Yeah, it's so crazy. Huh. So if anyone is feeling the same way I am about parenthood, let me know what you think your root is and why you connect with this. Yeah, break it down for like us. Like, maybe you're white and this is like your, reminds <laughs> you of your family or something.
0: Or just because they're white, like, I don't watch um, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo or whatever and be like. Because <laughs> you're not my, white trash. These are my people.
1: <laughs> no, uh, but. Maybe some like
0: people a... in my family might oh, be really? able to argue that with you.
1: <laughs> like, I, it just fasc- it's just so fascinating to me, you know, because it's like kind of like that fly on the wall type of thing. I don't know. I don't know. But huh. yeah, Parenthood is great. I'm so excited that it's back. And going into it the, the past couple of episodes, I love it. I love it, and there's some heavy shit going on right now, and I feel that there will be some tears. I'm not ashamed to admit it.
0: Okay. No, I'm a crier. I'm cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big crier, but I think for what's going down, you Mm -hmm. know, no spoiler alerts here, but (laughs) I'm sure you can guess what's happening, because it happens on every show, someone gets this shit.
2: Oh,
1: no. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. That's what we got, kids. That's what we got. Okay. Um. Real quick on the interwebs, <laughs> if you don't know by now, kind of went viral a little bit ago. There's a new app that you can um, attach to your Facebook, and it's called Unbaby Me. Uh-huh. It's called. It's uh, described as a plugger as a browser plugin, deletes babies from your newsfeed permanently, and replaces them with awesome stuff. We're gonna have a link to that. So basically. Say your friends or your associates, coworkers you know, they're, they're posting the shit out of all their baby pics. Which, you know, that's cool for them, but maybe you don't want to see that shit in your timeline. You put this app, and when you go to the page, it shows you examples <laughs> of what they might use to replace the baby pics. Such as crazy funny seal pics, dog pics, bacon, bacon um, puppies, weird cats. And one of them, uh, they don't show it on the homepage, but I saw an example when I read it on a blog. It was an at at made out of meat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: yes, sold. <laughs> so
0: did you install it?
1: I did install it, but I posted it on Facebook so that friends could see it and maybe they
0: can help them out. In the I'm future. curious to try it and see how it works, but I'm afraid that people will see it in my timeline and then it will be like, how dare they don't love? How dare? How dare she not love my child? <laughs> Like, there's no tomorrow. I could try it. I don't have a problem. Maybe I'll try it on... (laughs) Maybe I'll try it on another account. Oh! Oh, Know what I'm saying? Good move,
1: good move. (laughs) Yeah, so that's all we got for this episode, I think. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, we had a great guest. Yeah,
0: awesome guest.
1: We touched upon some things... You know, creamed about some dudes. There's always a good thing.
0: Discussed um, uh, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Yeah, or not, or not. As the or case just pump, pump sometimes until pee. they arrive. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're good. So, you know, send us any comments, anything that you want to for us to cover, or you know, any
0: pet peeves or whatever. Just say anything. Just call us up and say hi. Want yeah. to borrow a cup of sugar? We're here. <laughs> Thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out, nerds.